Hi everybody, my name is Ashley. And I'm Mark. And we work at the Free Spirit Collective, which is a integrative psychology and wellbeing centre here in Dubai. And this is our podcast, Say It Out Loud. And all we're trying to do is break down the basics and help dispel some myths around mental health and wellbeing. And it's really short because we know that life's busy and who wants to listen for a, a podcast for an hour and we're going to condense it down for you in 10 minutes. <laughs> hey, welcome to episode 29 of the Say Out Loud podcast uh, here at the Free Spirit Collective. Thank you for joining us once again. Um, today we are going to be talking about well-being and education, a topic very close to Ashley and I's hearts. You have heard me moan about it several times. Um, <laughs> Ashley is always the voice of reason. And uh, today we dedicate a whole um, podcast episode to it. So say it out loud, Ashley. What on earth is well-being in education? Well-being in education, yay! Like, I love talking about well-being in education. I probably talked about it far too much over the last few years, you know, to the point I imagine when people saw me coming in school, it's like, don't look it in the eye, she might start <laughs> talking about well-being and education again. But to me, it's just such an important, like you said, so close to our hearts. And you can think back to your own well-being and education when you were in primary school or you mm. were in high school. And, it, you know, did it exist? Like, there might have been a religious con. like I went to Catholic mm. primary school, there might have been kind of moral education as such in that sense there's pastoral care but now the world has moved on so much in terms of psychology and positive psychology and the science of well-being is ever expanding Mm. so I'm like yeah well-being should be a huge consideration in education and I'm really now a bit more balanced about standing on my soapbox and (laughs) banging the drum like (laughs) well-being education I've managed to tone it down a notch but my passion for it is still there because to me it's without that then education isn't really education mm. you know without this care yes. of well-being so the like well-being the definition is so wide everyone can come up with their own definition there's a scientific kind of framework perma i don't know if we've done an episode on that before no. have we could mm. do yeah um <laughs> so there's like scientific parameters you can work within um but again, the word well-being is like the word freedom or the word weather. That's always my favourite comparison that Martin mm. Seligman talks about. Um, it's a wide definition. It comes into physical health, mental health, emotional health. But well-being in education, to me, is an evidence-informed well-being strategy that suits the context of the school. Mm. So a well-being education programme, bespoke programme, strategy, however it's going to be, in a private education institution in Dubai is going to look different from a school in, say, Glasgow, where I'm originally from, because the context is different, the culture is different, you know? So um, it's got to really be adapted to suit the school and everybody in it. Um, One of the things I think that's really important about wellbeing education is now especially in our context here we're starting we work with well-being and education like that's a whole department within fsc Mm. and it's thinking about um supporting schools to do that so it's a big conversation piece which is amazing but it's where do you start some schools are quite far along their journey some are just really at the very beginning so my first bit of advice and i always share this at conferences as well is when you're considering well-being and education the school has to review what's already in place and Mm. then decide where you want to go. So it's really taking into consideration the values of the school, 
about what provision needs to be there for the children and the staff and the parents. Um, something that was always a big one for me is, especially after COVID, is counsellors are in crisis because they're mm. overrun. Counsellors in both primary and high school and universities, three places, they're all full. They're mm. all at full capacity. Mm. So then it becomes this priority system, you know, who's got more going on or who's had something immediate or, you know, and to me, I'm like, well, there's then there's a whole group that can access the counsellor. Mm. Um, teachers are teaching. They don't have all the specific training, you know, because they're already doing something, but then they're expected to manage that and deal with emotional things that are happening in the classroom for children. Mm. So... To me, everyone needs to be able to access some sort of well-being education. And it's almost like you take what works for you. At least they've had exposure to a variety of different things. Mindfulness mm. isn't going to be the thing for everybody. Yeah. Um, again, that's a whole other big topic that we'll get other people <laughs> to come and chat about. Yeah. But, um, you know, character strengths might work really well for a certain child or a certain yeah. teacher. Um, but it's given everyone the experience so they can choose ways to manage their own well-being. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think review what's already in place and then decide where you want to go, but really clearly set the parameters as well. Very often when I visit schools, I'll meet someone who's in charge of well-being, but I'm also in charge of inclusion and I'm also in charge of child yeah. protection. And yeah. I'm like, these are three massive, massive areas that all deserve huge amounts of attention, strategy, mm. structure, procedure, um, and well-being is one of them. Like it needs to have its own stuff, like mm. in one, you mm. know, its own strategy and everything, independently of the others. Of course, they're connected, but they're three very separate things, and yeah. they should be treated as such. Mm. And this is where I'm getting a wee bit soapboxy. I'm oh. like. <laughs> feel it oh, I like you it feel it coming it's like well-being is not dancing to the song happy on oh, world happiness day God. and there's this real misconception about that's what positive psychology is teaching yeah. us how to be happy and it really isn't no. like, but schools understandably so because the training hasn't been there the investment hasn't been there and to really implement and mm-hmm. well-being through the ecology of the school so then it's like okay how can we acknowledge this right well we'll Mm. all have world happiness day we'll all wear yellow we'll do this and (laughs) Mark is rolling his eyes can (laughs) you hear it (laughs) (laughs) and the other thing like is a momentary thing that happens frequently in schools and I've done it myself is taking boxes of donuts on the staff room on a Friday whatever and that's a nice momentary moment of pleasure to enjoy, mm. but it doesn't then take away the no. impact to well-being that's happening, like stress. The years of stress. Yeah. Yeah. Have a donut. Exactly, have a donut or wear your own clothes. Like, oh, yeah. great, I get to wear yeah, my own clothes. Yeah. You know, and I understand the, behind it there is um, care and there is, you know, an acknowledgement, but yeah. we're now at the point, right, okay, mm. thanks, but it's not enough. So now we need a bit more than that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love, I love the fact that you described it as, as the ecology of the of the school because I remember reading an article and it said that you wouldn't diagnose a plant with wilting plant syndrome. Mm. You would change the environment in which it finds itself oh in. Gosh, yeah. And I think that, to me, sums up well-being in a nutshell because mm-hmm. it, we have to create the environment for every student, whether it's mindfulness, character strength, you know, whatever... We need to create an environment that is nutritious enough for our, our most vulnerable child. And if not, then we are not 
providing the well-being support yeah. for for the whole community and um Yes, but anyway... It's a nice yeah. analogy, I like that. Yeah. Because it's about flourishing. When you hear the mm. word flourish, you always think of a plant you and do. then what it needs to flourish. Yes. And yes, we consider that in education, but then this needs to be there. Yes. Yeah. So, can you share a story about well-being in education? Mm. So, I have loads about this, <laughs> just <laughs> again, because it's something that really matters to me. Um, yeah. But I was thinking about like what's a really important small thing to share about the impact when you turn your attention to well-being and including it in the day-to-day of the school Mm. and it matters like I wanted to share a little story on a focus on why well-being matters I've taught with you know in Dubai for 12 years I think it was 12 Um, and somewhere along that career I met this child and um, he didn't really speak very often you know um he would engage at times, but quite often what you would see would drift into his own little world. So he'd yeah. be like looking around and, you know, he was happy enough, like day to day, we'd go out, play, different things. Anyway, initially we introduced a wellbeing app that tracks emotions. Mm-hmm. So we would give the kids like check-in times and be like, just tell me how you're feeling. And, you know, the app's since grown since then. Um, and it's a really great one. It's called YooHoo. But... On this, when we started using it years ago and introduced it, this child once logged his emotion as sad. And, you know, some children are very happy to come up and tell you that they're sad. I'm sad, or like they're roaring cry, whatever. But other children, you know, to me, it just looked like a normal day for him. You know, mm. it's just been as he always is. Um, but then he wrote on the little box that... Um, if he felt sad and that he wanted to talk like his dad wasn't well you know Mm. he'd been at the hospital or something so his inner world was sad but the outer world looked as if Mm. you know and he wasn't the type of child that would come up and say I need to speak to you about something you know but then I just thought that to me was so important and so poignant that he A had a space to give me insight into how he was feeling then B took the brave step to be like I think I need to chat to you about it and then that allowed me to make space for him in a way that suits him you know to be Mm. like tell me what's going on and such a really small moment but for him it was big and for me it was big and I just look back and think you know in the primary school I know there is space to be like like, how how are you and children will speak to you but not all of them Mm. but the curriculum's are so cluttered kids Mm. in high school are so busy and overwhelmed like do we have enough space for this type of interaction to me that's a huge part of well-being you know so that was something that kind of came to mind yeah what an amazing story Mm. like just by creating that that whole vision around well-being you enabled that one moment and I think that's what it's for that's what it's there for um, to allow that student in a real time of need to 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 express themselves I mean it's 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 so 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 powerful mm-hmm. so as ever we love a little practical takeaway for our listeners when thinking about uh, all these different topics so what's your takeaway for today <laughs> well I've got quite a bossy one but I'll tell you about that in a second I just wanted to mention as well um teacher well-being uh-huh. research was what my master's um, research was in the the final module and it was about teachers before COVID who were thriving Mm. Um, and I wanted to just mention some of the things that because these can be 
part of the takeaway also you know thinking mm. about awareness of self-care and well-being the teachers that self-reported as thriving had awareness of their own well-being and they did take measures of self-care um, they valued relationships in and out of work they felt trusted which is a huge one in your place of work and they felt empowered by leaders and they felt psychologically safe mm. so if you're thinking about all those you know in terms of teacher well-being like how the environment can flourish if people feel like they're flourishing the ones that are teaching mm. um, so then the practical takeaway connected to that because I hope that there are teachers listening <laughs> to well-being and education and the bossy takeaway is two books that you can buy or read or borrow they're fantastic resources the first one the ultimate guide to implementing well-being programs for schools by Yolanta Burke. She was one of the professors when I was at uni. Was she there when you were there? No. 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 Um, she's fantastic. Like her work in education and well-being is just out of this world fantastic. Amazing. So this is a great book because it is that. It's an ultimate guide. It literally gives you step by step what works in well-being. What and again you adapt it to your context. That's all in there as well. Um, so that's a great one. And another thing you can do to learn more about well-being and education is buy, beg, borrow, steal, not steal, the book, <laughs> Applied Positive School Psychology. Again, two people connected from uni, Andrea Heraldez mm. Hayes, um, mm. and then Yolanta Burke, and a shameless plug, I've got a chapter in there about well character strengths in school. Um, but what's really nice about it is every chapter is a different element of how positive psychology and well-being science has been applied in an educational context so you can learn from that and think this will work in my school this mm. won't work in my school yeah Done. amazing that's, yeah. that's some really really great takeaways from today's podcast I really hope you found the episode useful as ever share your thoughts with us through the social media channels and the hashtag say out loud FSC see you next time bye Thanks so much for listening, everyone. We really appreciate your time. If you want to get in touch with us, please feel free to reach out either via Instagram at the Free Spirit Collective or on our Facebook page, or check out our website at thefreespiritcollective.earth. From our Instagram and website, you'll find out our community events. So if you're in Dubai, it would be lovely for you to come and visit us at the centre on Happiness Street.